I'm Elise Liffring. And I'm Damien Fowler. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media, and data-driven marketing, all explained in plain English. We talk to the biggest names in digital marketing, and this week we sit down with Ajinkya Joglikar. Everyone calls him Jinx, the Senior Vice President of Sling TV Marketing. Launched in 2015, Sling is the first app-based TV service that lets viewers stream live TV and on-demand content over the internet. It's proved to be a popular option for cord-cutting customers looking for a better deal. In February, Sling announced the launch of its free ad-supported streaming TV service, Sling Freestream, a fast channel with access to over 210 channels and more than 41,000 on-demand movies and shows. Jinx has certainly had a front row seat to this digital transformation. He worked in leadership roles at J.P. Morgan Chase and Comcast, where he was focused on innovative digital marketing before he joined Sling in 2022. So we started by asking him about those experiences and how they prepared him for his current role. What I've seen through my career so far is how every customer touchpoint has become digital and it's become, in some cases, one to many. And what we do, the challenge as a digital marketer, as a marketer in general, is how do you bring the one to many relationship back to that one to one? And so as I've gone through my career, whether it was innovation at Chase uh, or e-commerce at Comcast or here, what I'm really thinking about is how every touch point, every connection with the customer, what's that UX that we drive to, whether it's on-site or in-app, the ad experience itself, and how do we think about that full customer journey and try to talk to that customer on an individual level. When Sling was launched in 2015, what was it offering and what need did it serve in the marketplace? Sling, but at launch in 2015, was really revolutionary. There was nothing like it at, at all, really. And, and it was the first real live TV streaming service. So, I mean, it feels, uh, you know, 2015 feels like centuries ago. But uh, but really, if you think about it, the way to consume TV at that time was a big cable bundle that you could not add and subtract from. It was all or nothing. What Sling did was actually break that into manageable bite-sized chunks that were what the consumers wanted to watch, but also the right value. And the customer had the flexibility to dial up and dial down that content. And that's the way the brand was founded. And we're continuing that today with the launch of Freestream, which is our free ad supported product. Because what that really allows the customer to do is come in, have content always on, whether it's free or paid and dial up and dial down that content by adding channels, uh, adding uh, uh, the content they love at a price they can afford. And, you know, Sling TV recently announced the launch of Sling Freestream, a new Fast channel offering. And for listeners who may not know, um, Fast stands for free ad-supported TV. Tell us why now is the time to get into the ever-growing Fast sector of streaming. Fast is growing exponentially. Viewers are watching at a at an increasing rate. And that's really because they're looking for always-on content that supports the content they love and some of the event live event viewing they might want to watch uh, like sports. If you think about it, broadcast channels were the original fast, right? They were ad supported, they were always on, and they had content that people could turn on and just watch and enjoy. And so for us at Sling, we're really in a unique position because we have a paid premium service that allows customers to watch the live events they love 
whether it be sports, whether it be reality shows, whether it be news, et cetera. But we're able then to balance that and, and add to that with a fast service that allows them to watch this kind of always on content up scale to paid premium when they want. And then of course, pause that premium service when they don't, but always watch content and really allows them uh, a full viewing experience within the Sling ecosystem. Now, how does programmatic work in a fast channel offering? Is it similar to a regular CTV? From our perspective, we are leaning really heavily from a, how we make awareness of our free stream product through programmatic. We think there's a really great opportunity to think about how we can serve ads that are really relevant to a certain segment or a certain customer and then drive them right into that content. So that way you don't have to create an account. You don't have to give a credit card. You can just click on an ad, view an ad and go right into um, right into content. We're approaching now what you might call peak upfront season, you know, and as the, as the upfronts evolve, what is it that advertisers now need to know about the way CTV ad buying works today? I mean, we're seeing obviously a lot of shift of ad dollars towards CTV, you know, against linear buys, but there's still that mix going on. From your perspective, you know, can you give us a snapshot of that CTV marketplace? particularly in our industry where, you know, we do sell a linear TV service. So I do want to advertise on traditional linear TV, but we also are a digital service. So I want to advertise in digital. To me, connected TV really can help bridge the gap between those two. And what I talk about in the landscape when I'm talking to our advertising partners is how do we use connected TV and our other digital platforms to help us connect the dots, right? Today, I'm talking to one person about CTV. I'm talking to another person about linear. I'm talking to another person about digital. How do we bring that all together? Really, so we have a holistic view of spend and a holistic view of performance so that I can get out of that silo and really understand what the best path of purchase is for the customer and what the right way to market to them is. I recently spoke to a head of an agency and he said, you know, the distinction doesn't really matter anymore. It's all just screens, or at least that's how we should think about it. That's right. And it's even more prevalent with a mobile phone, right? For us, it's just how do we think about another mechanism of content consumption, whether it be a 10-foot screen or whether it be your mobile phone? And then how do we think about that journey like we've been talking about so that we can get the customer at the right point, prime them at the right point to understand what Sling is and convert at the right point? I like that. I definitely want a 10-foot screen as well. And that brings me <laughs> and that brings me to, to this question about, you know, you mentioned live events. Obviously, on the fast channels, people can tap into live events. And there's been a lot of um, focus on how live events are still the, the last mainstay for linear and in particular sports, you know, the, the, the last stalwart for traditional television. But with more and more consumers shifting to streaming, um, and this year's Super Bowl even was touted as one of the most streamed big games ever. Where do you see the future of sports and events on streaming as somebody who sits between those, you know, the fast stream and the CTV on demand uh, content that you've got on Sling? I think live events are key for us. And quite frankly, they're our bread and butter, right? We're the best value in the market to watch live events. So for us, it's really two things. It's how we stay really relevant in the moment, right? So whether that's from an advertising perspective, how do we advertise natively on these connected devices, on these platforms, so that when that game is on, they know that Sling is the best place for it. Then how do we, in the app, add features that make it hyper relevant in the moment. So for example, we just launched sports scores for March Madness. So when you're watching March Madness, you can watch a game, you know what 
the scores are on the other game and you can easily toggle between like that's just awesome and seamless for the customer. And then, you know, how do we create content and moments after the fact of, uh, of the game, whether that's through our social feeds or through app clips that we can put out and really keep customers engaged that way. And, and like we talked about free stream is a great way then if I come in for an event and I like what I'm seeing and, uh, but that event ends, but I still want to watch great content. I can, keep watching free stream content, even if I don't want to pay for a premium subscription. So this is how the whole ecosystem, as I call it, of Sling can work together from live events to our fast offering. You know, there are more streaming options every year, but, you know, with the launch of free stream, I see that as a competitive move in, in, a, in a very competitive market. What's the kind of marketing challenging for you at Sling to stay competitive and differentiate yourselves? For us, fragmentation is really an opportunity, right? It's getting harder and harder for a customer to know where their favorite content lives. For example, football streams on multiple different platforms, whether that's Sling or Amazon or ESPN or um, linear networks, like it's a very confusing customer choice marketplace. So what we actually want to do is help simplify that, right? So we can message to our customers and our prospects we're a simple way to watch the content you care about at a price you can feel good about as well, right? So the way we're doing it from a marketing perspective is how do we bring that single price point in to talk about that content and then add on some of the other pieces of content they might be interested in and, and reference our price value, but also our flexibility, right? Because if you want to buy a certain channel, but you want to add on uh, other chan quality channels, whether it's premium channels or things like Red Zone to use the football thread, you can do that really easily and for the best price with Sling. So for us, we view fragmentation as an opportunity for us to educate customers and reinforce the value proposition of Sling. Getting beyond the age, gender, traditional age, gender demo, uh, what's your kind of pitch to advertisers? As far as we're concerned, we are an addressable uh, uh, TV service, right? So we can look at the customer level and, and target accordingly. And so we have a great paid product that brings in customers that we that are watching our content and can target advertising that way. And Freestream just allows for a, another avenue for that. You know, another big concern for streaming platforms is churn. How do you think about keeping your viewers returning to the platform? Our value proposition since launch in 2015, and we were the first to do it when we broke away uh, from big cable and, and, and basically allowed for skinnier bundles, was the idea of canceling at any time. We don't want to lose that. That idea of flexibility and uh, choice is so key to our brand. Uh, but we want to change it and flip it on its head a little bit because we don't want it to be canceled at any time because that's such a finite uh, thing with customers. We actually want it to be paused, right? You don't need to cancel Sling if you come in, say, for March Madness and March Madness is over and you want to pause your paid subscription but keep watching great content on Freestream, you can do that. We embrace that for the customer. We were created for customer choice. We were created for customer value. We were created with the customer in mind. And that is exactly what we want to do and how we want to market. Earlier on, you mentioned that, uh, you know, what you'd learned in your career is that personalized relationship with the the, the customer or that, that kind of one-to-one -one relationship. Or and, and I know that it's very important for streaming platforms to build an addressable audience, which you just mentioned, you know, could you talk a little bit about how you think about identity uh, as an integral part of your game plan? For us, you know, we have different segments we go after across 
pay TV, but across content viewing. And we want to make sure we're hitting the right person at the right time. Like I said, if you're in a certain life stage uh, or a certain content mode, we need to be able to understand and target you. With the wall gardens of, uh, of tech companies, it's getting increasingly difficult. So what we're looking always for is partners that can help us leverage our first party data, ingest it into actionable uh, channels, and then enrich it with uh, some proprietary, potentially third party data that helps us better target. App development is fascinating too. Um, I would love to hear more about your background and that and how that how you transferred those skills over into marketing. Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, when I was uh, really at JP Morgan, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of what they called innovation work. What that really meant is how do we think about three things from a marketing perspective? And one was what's the customer need? What's the business value? And is there a technological capability that we can leverage to enable the customer uh, value in the business need? And the middle of that is the sweet spot of creating apps, creating innovation, creating digital experiences. And so when I was at JP Morgan Chase, we did a, a couple of cool things. One uh, for a small business called Jot, which is uh, now the Inc. app. But, uh, but another great thing was we did things for ultimate rewards on the Chase side, which was pay with points and pay with points at the point of sale. And, and all of that kind of stuff really was enabled by customer need, business value, and tech enablement. I've carried that with me really through my career. So when I went from kind of innovation to digital advertising to e-commerce now to running a full marketing stack, that's the lens I look at everything we do, uh, particularly as we want to innovate and think of new ways to market to our customers. You know, there's also never been a, a bigger focus on average revenue per user versus subscriber. Is the mandate for a streaming platform to constantly scale, or is that just one part of a bigger strategy? You know, historically, in our brand history, we've been a, a paid TV service that's for live TV. Now we've gone to the market in a very big way about how we offer so much more. So it's all about for us bringing in users to our platform, whether they be paid or free, and then allowing them to understand that we have more available for them when they need it. For example, if I'm coming in, I'll use the March Madness example, uh, coming from March Madness, you know, again, done watching March Madness, my team is out, I want to pause my paid subscription and then go to Freestream and watch great content on Freestream. I can always, in the course of that, when, when a great show comes on Showtime or a movie comes out on, on a premium channel or, uh, you know, 90 Day Fiancés on Discovery Plus or whatever, I can actually upgrade to those, uh, those services directly through Sling, stay within Sling, get the free content as well as the paid content that's, uh, that, that might fit my wallet a little better. It's about bringing customers in and understanding all the value that Sling can offer and all the flexibility they have uh, to drive that uh, uh, revenue uh, per user, uh, hopefully in the end. And that kind of flexibility would suggest that, you know, you're very, you have to be very tuned into the economic conditions of the moment. And I think that's one of their great advantages, of course, of streaming. You can adjust and pivot. Um, what is your favorite like streaming content? What do you like to tune in for? Oh, that's a great question. So um, my favorite streaming content. So I, I moved from Philadelphia to, to Denver. I was working in, uh, Comcast in Philadelphia and then uh, moving to to Denver here. Uh, 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 I'm still a big Philly sports fan. So for me, the best thing that I get on Sling is we have NBA League Pass. It's a fantastic value. And I get to watch all my 76ers games 
no, no matter where they're playing, I get to watch every game uh, all season and get a little taste of my hometown while it, while I move the family out here. So that's uh, that's for me the the thing I'm watching this season. Very nice. Go Sixers. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for The Current. Stay tuned because next time we'll be talking with Lisa Perlmutter, SVP of Marketing and E-Commerce at Brilliant Earth. How do you differentiate and sell diamonds? And how do you help customers make, for a lot of them, the most important buying decision of their life? Jewelry is an industry's oldest time. How do you really disrupt it? The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The Trade Desk team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Vesey. And remember... We were created for customer choice. We were created for customer value. We were created with the customer in mind. And that is exactly what we want to do and how we want to market. I'm Elise. I'm Damien. And we'll see you next time.